Goes for goal! And finishes off the PSG victory! He's launched, Nuno Mendes rapide, Nuno Mendes passes devant Trondano! The tir! Oh, he's beau, celui-là! The but de Nuno Mendes! You know the football, it is what it is. The premier but de Colombani! With the Paris Saint-Germain! Quel joie! Hello and welcome to PSG Review, also known as the show. Getting into the swing of things bit by bit like the team is climatizing to the new calendar year with a few key players missing from the lineup because they're in their respective international duties and wishing them both well on those continental competitions. A few absentees from minor injuries sustained and some on their way back also. My name is Nico. good to have you with me right now. We are less than a month away from the Champions League knockouts. A few Coupe de France matches have been already played this year and up next there's also round of six much like in, in the Champions League as well and we will find out who the next opponent in Coupe de France will be soon there's no information of that yet as I'm recording but there's a chance that we won't be playing the lower level sides that much longer or even at all anymore this season. Uh, January is gearing toward its later stages and only one league on match has been played so far but that was a win against Lance so things are looking pretty good for now. Find and follow me and the show online on Twitter. You will find me as at PSG Review Pod and on TikTok as well as Instagram. It is at PSG Review. I'm also on Blue Sky and on top of all the usual audio podcast platforms, all episodes are also available on YouTube. So feel free to subscribe there too. And ratings and reviews are obviously always welcome. It always helps with reaching new listeners, which helps me then to do the show. We are, as it turns out, living a fairly quiet time for the club. There are many questions around uh, January transfers, the whole stadium dossier and the future of Kylian Pape, but not so many answers uh, to most of these things. We can at most say that we will see. Anything else is speculation. And I must admit I was here waiting for something to happen, something worthy of discussion and analysis, but alas, it's all quiet now. Whether this is one of those calm before the storm moments, well, that is another question for which there is no answer right now. Could be. We have just over a week left of January window, according to the reports. The Gabriel Moshando deal should be done regardless of his need for an operation. There's talk of PSG's strong desire to recruit Lille's young super defender Lenny Yoro. That will be neither easy nor cheap, but when there is a will, there might be a way. It helps if the money is not an object. Now, what the going rate will be, there has been mention of even as much as 90 million, which of course is a lot of money. And I have said it before in this show that for Lil and for Yoro himself, waiting until summer might be more sensible as Lil is chasing European football for next year, which comes with its own financial incentives and chances are Euro's price won't be going down in the next half a year. But for PSG, he represents the potential future with increasingly French squad. But can this deal happen? And if it can, when could it happen? There's also some talk about Savi Simons and his future. Uh, some suggest that Leipzig would wish for another loan season. I mean, well, who would not want him? To me, it's an absolute no-brainer. He must come to Paris for next season. We can't have him on loan half of his contract, and we must trust that he is a starter for PSG next season, whether Mbappe stays or goes. To me, that's certainly what would make the most sense. We will talk about the Coupe de France match a little bit later, but let's 
just go through these bits and bobs of the news that have been out there. Well, I say news. It's mainly rumors. Nordi Mukiele is still not sold. He wasn't playing in uh, the Coupe de France match, unlike in the first one earlier this year. It seems that the deal is being made complicated because Bayern doesn't really want to have the obligation to buy. That is the word on the streets, at least. They, they want, I guess, an option to buy, which of course is a far better deal for them. But by the look of it, it's of no interest for Parisian Bureau. Uh, Uko Ekitike is reportedly very close to finding an agreement uh, and personal terms with Frankfurt. It seems that after all the previous rumors, that is the club that is the closest to get his services from now on, although these things can change, of course, and they often do. So the final word about any deal really is the official announcement. And until that, anything can happen. Uh, one of the most exciting updates, certainly for me, is that Nuna Mendes is getting back to shape and we hope to see him on the pitch soon enough. At the moment, both Hakimis Morocco and Lee Kang in South Korea are well positioned to continue beyond the group stage in African Cup of Nations for Hakimi, of course, and Asian Cup for Lee Kang in, but neither team has yet confirmed uh, it. As, as, as I record, although Morocco especially may have, when you hear this, I expect both of them to go through really, which is good for them, for, for PSG, it is what it is, but at the same time, Uh, you don't necessarily want particularly disappointed players back either. And and uh, going all the way is physical and emotional, right? These things can really impact the rest of the spring for players, no matter what happens. I mean, last time around, I do remember, we had two African champions with Senegal. That was Idrissa Ghana Gay and Abdou Diallo, who both had great tournament back then. But coming back to club football wasn't as easy and... Of course, remember what happened one year ago after the World Cup, so nothing can be taken for granted as the club football continues. After beating Lens in league on one week ago, as I record this on Sunday, PSG was playing against Orléans in Coupe de France. Orléans plays on the third level of French football pyramid, the Championnat National, and the city itself is sort of one and a half hour drive away from Paris, so not that far, 130 kilometers or so, uh, or, or, or you know, a bit over 80 miles south from the capital city of France. Uh, PSG had some rotation in the squad as expected, but perhaps not as much as expected. You know, we had Ramos, Colomani and Asensio attacking with Bappe and Fabian Ruiz uh, was also in midfield. Uh, Carlos Soler was in the mix as he has been recently quite a lot, as was Beraldo, the new guy, and Danilo, Vitinha in the midfield and Marquinhos with the armband and Kaelon Navas in goal. I have to give a lot of credit to Oleon. They were not looking any weaker than some of the Ligue 1 clubs that we play against. Uh, solid defensive block and pretty good counter-attacks as well. Quite unnerving at times. It was far cry from the last round. And of course, Wes Revel was a few levels below Orléans. So it was always going to be different. But, you know, it really was quite different. And PSG did do a very professional job. N- nothing too remarkable, to be honest with you. But Kylian Pape scored two goals. One of them was penalty that was given from a handball and he also gave two assists. So he was involved in all four goals, you know, just to underline how effective he is for this club. 
we are often talking about this, his future and how well PSG is prepared for the time after he leaves. If he leaves, I mean, he might stay, he might live only in many, many years to come. But uh, but if that should happen right now, the kind of contingency plan that needs to be in place, it is important to remember that he does uh, contribute a lot in terms of goals and also now in assists. He is in the mix of everything. Then, of course, if he goes there's going to have to be new players who are taking those positions. And you can't quite just say that, okay, well, we are losing this and that many goals, which in his case is really a lot. But uh, when we are looking back at the time, for instance, when Zlatan left, the season after Zlatan was not really great for PSG. It was one of the worst seasons that uh, we've had in the sort of last decade, certainly during this time of uh, of of, um, of QSI era in, in, in PSG. But uh, Edinson Cavani, who had been scoring, you know, quite a few goals, but um, because he was in not in his best position, he wasn't playing as a striker. He was sort of like playing more as a winger and and, and all the other stuff. Uh, now, when he was led to play to his strengths, which was not possible really when Zlatan was there, um, he was able to score a lot of goals. Now, the problem that season, and there was quite a few for PSG, but one of them really was that there was not really anybody so much behind uh, Cavani scoring those goals. Luka Moura, then later on Draxler, so on and so forth. But there wasn't really like, there wasn't really that kind of depth in in our attack. And and what ended up happening is that uh, Edinson Cavani scored a lot of goals, a lot of goals, a big chunk of his 200 goals that then eventually made him the top scorer of PSG at the time. Now, of course, Kylian Pape has passed him on that statistic also, but uh, a lot of those goals came that one season, but there was no death in scoring. So if Mbappe should leave, that will release other players. You know, perhaps it will give more chances for players like Colomuani. Perhaps it will give more chances for players, certainly like Ramos, who needs to be the target player, who needs to get the service uh, in the box, which he doesn't really get that much when Kylian Mbappe is there because Kylian Mbappe is the focal point, and quite understandably so, uh, for Paris. So, so there could be other scorers. You can't just say that, okay, we are losing this many goals and that the total, uh, you know, end conclusion is that Ramos or Colomuani can only score as much as they do now. Without Mbappe, they would score more, but would PSG score more in totality? Well, that that is that is another question that that has to be asked. And then Savi Simons is not a scorer as such, but he is somebody who could be part of that attack and uh, attacking football. Uh, you know that uh, Luis Enrique likes and 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 contribute, make a good contribution. So as a team, PSG could be, um, you know, even stronger. Nah, it's difficult to say whether it could be stronger with without Mbappe than it is with Mbappe because Kylian Mbappe is the play- best player in the world. But um, we kind of have to have one eye on the possibility that Kylian Mbappe is not going to be playing in uh, in Paris can, uh, come next o- August, sort of like after the Olympics and what have you. So there's a chance that he's not going to be here. There's also a chance that he will be here. And I would say that... It's not as small as some say. I think that there's still a fairly good chance also that he will say, but uh, of course this is all speculation for now because we really don't know what he is going to decide. And and one thing that we do know is that he will decide. He will make his own decision. I don't think it's very easy to pressurize him one way or another. So we shall see how it goes. But 
PSD doesn't exactly cross all that much these days. We were talking about Gonzalo Ramos as somebody who could be scoring goals, and he did score a, a very emphatic, very nice goal uh, against uh, Oleon uh, last night, as I, as I record this on Sunday, like said. So we do have a player who is very quick to react and, and very uh, decisive when he is given the opportunity. This was also reported about Gonzalo Ramos, that he had been suffering from virus. Um, this was also mentioned earlier. He, I mean, he missed the whole trip to Dortmund and some other matches because of it, actually. But uh, it might have been a little bit more serious than at least what I had imagined. Uh, apparently, he had lost a lot of weight and had to work very hard to get back to his usual self. But now he starts to be there. And the last goal in this match against Orléans was by young guy Senimaulu who chipped the ball in very cool, calm and collected, absolutely beautiful, um, beautiful goal that that he did very, I mean, incredibly cold uh, head when he does that the sort of first full adult professional goal for him at 17. There's a chance, there's a chance that we hear more of him as the years go by. I certainly hope so. And uh, I did mention that Orleans was uh, solid and played good match, but there's still difference in between the quality and level of these teams. And just to what extent this was a huge match for, for them, the home side, and for PSG, this was just sort of a match that required a win and to go through to the next round. It, it would have been pretty catastrophic to lose. So there tends to be a big gap in between the intensity of the teams in these matches and Orleans got their goal also uh, towards the end of the match uh, actually while PSG had three so there was still one more PSG goal after that but it was the very first goal that PSG conceded this calendar year of 2024 not quite a clean sheet for January but in the bigger scheme of things it's not all that of a big deal. Une journée à boulot, a day at work like Kylian Mbappe would say. Up next is the surprise team of this Ligue 1 campaign. That is Brest, who is only one point behind the second spot and knees in the league table. That's not something that I would have predicted in August, but that's the beauty of Ligue 1. There almost always is a surprise team and sometimes even a few every season. This, this season Brest definitely is one of those so... We can't really get into this match feeling indifferent. Uh, best focus is needed. And also before Champions League, there's a trip to Strasbourg, which is also a tricky stadium and one we haven't always left without some serious injuries or with full three points. So that one is also one to look forward to. And just before Real Sociedad comes to park, we are hosting Lille there. So big match just a couple of days ahead of the other even bigger match. All these are to be won. No reason to expect less, but none of them will be easy. PSG women are gearing towards their Champions League match, which will be against Amsterdam Ajax at Park this coming Wednesday. It will also be shown for free via YouTube, as are all the women's Champions League matches. And a win in that would put us comfortably on top of the group, which would be pretty amazing considering that the European campaign started with two defeats. But... Those came in a different time of the season and, and, and since then the performance has improved a lot. So if you are in Paris, you can go to the park and otherwise I recommend you to watch the team from YouTube because we have a pretty good feeling about this uh, situation right now. They are playing pretty good football. Things have improved a lot and it is pretty fun to watch them play. They have been scoring a lot of goals recently. 2024 has started well domestically. PSG has won all the matches and scored quite a few while at it. 
yesterday on Saturday they beat Bordeaux, which admittedly is on the bottom of the table despite a few years ago being pretty solid side. But PSG won the match 8-1 at Poissy where they are now playing the whole matches at the new training center. That's also been an improvement, even if this isn't yet the small stadium that will be built there. I've been talking about this whole situation before on PSG Review, but the pitch is in good condition and there's also stand there for the fans. Nothing huge, but for now it is a good improvement. It is certainly a good improvement. Marie-Antoinette Catoto, for my money, is the best striker in women's football, but she had, of course, an awful injury and missed over a year of football. But now, uh, bit by bit, she's finding her form again. Malavian Tabita Chavinga has been scoring consistently. Sakina Karshawi, Kraske Oro and Jackie Krunen continue on their very, very high level, world-class level, I would say. And even Lika Martens, who has been a bit of a disappointment, all things considered, has scored a few goals recently. So it's not too bad. The downside is that there are many injuries, some quite important players as well. We don't quite have good enough players for each and every position and the depth on the bench is fairly non-existent at this point. So hopefully some deals will be made before the transfer window closes. But things look better now than they did at any other point of this season. Although, of course, the next Champions League matches will decide a lot. PSG can win the group, be second in the group or, in fact, actually, then not get to the knockout matches at all. So Anything is still possible. It's a bit like on the men's side, uh, you know, a few months ago, whenever it was uh, later part of 2023. So so n- nothing to stress too much about, but some big and important matches are ahead of us. And I'm really wishing this team the best of luck. That is all for now. Thank you for listening and check me out online at PSG Review Pod on Twitter and at PSG Review on Instagram and TikTok. You can find me also on Blue Sky. Rate and review the show. Tell a friend if the friend in question might be interested in this program. Uh, and I hope you're well. The world is going through a lot, so I hope you're coping. Take care and until next time. Peace. Peace.